0: everyone i'm andrew i'm Marn. and this is the argonauts podcast every two weeks i fail to solve an arg and Marn tells me what i should have done instead
1: and this week we are finally finishing talking about the lost experience the very first lost arg i
0: am excited to be done with uh done with the lost arg i uh quick lost rewatch check-in I have not watched it since last episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I Um, see.
0: I have like three. I think I'm quite literally on the episode. And then I have the end parts one through three or whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's all I have left. And I just can't bring myself to do it. Uh, I am... God, this last season is a slog. Uh, <laughs> and it gets way worse when you know what the answer to the que- like watching it, I kind of forgot that like, kind of the big driving force of this season is the audience asking, what's up with the flash sideways, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what's up with this like cool alternate universe? Which of these is real? And knowing what I know. That the answer is both kind of technically, but one of them is sort of purgatory. Is it? It makes it really hard to watch without that driving question. There's nothing <laughs> to this season beyond that question.
1: I believe you because I feel I, I, I think I felt the same way when I rewatched it uh, in in college. I I just kind of like checked out completely during that season. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so do all of the characters. Uh I I don't know. I this season is just really bad. Uh the characters stop like the 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 real problem is that nothing in the show uh matters anymore. Nothing that's happening is like about anything beyond this is the last season of Lost. And so it's hard to care.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's how the last season of Lost is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but who knows? Maybe I will have finished. There's a bit of me where I'm like, you know, I don't remember how. I remember the last shot of Lost. And I remember part of it that even as a kid, I was kind of like, okay, I guess this is how Lost is ending. Yeah. Uh, Just Jack and Locke fighting in the rain, if I remember right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh But like... I don't know. I I don't. The, my thing is that I don't remember how we get a three part finale out of this. And watching this season, I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen that's going to necessitate a three hour finale here? So I will watch it eventually. I will report back by the time that we cover uh, uh, eight fifteen. The uh, the other part of the ARG, but that's where my rewatch has stalled out. So I take back my old <clears throat> recommendation of rewatch Lost. Rewatch the first three seasons and then call it a day.
1: You know how that fight was originally supposed to go, right?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Uh, they were supposed to fight inside the volcano, <laughs> but they didn't have the budget for it.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> there's a volcano.
1: Yeah, there's like a there's a volcano on the island that uh, is like h- hinted at in like a couple of like the dharma things and like pretty early on in the show um okay and like i think pretty early on i just looked up an article about it like it sounds like in in like season three or uh they like knew that they wanted the finale to have like a volcano fight <laughs> <laughs> but they God. just like ended up not having the budget for it but it would have been jack and lock fighting inside the inside volcano. of a
0: volcano Yeah, like that inside is... an
1: active volcano
0: <sighs> that's somehow better and worse than the actual ending a loss because
1: mm-hmm. they they wanted like a thing where like when the island became unstable in time or whatever like the volcano would start erupting
0: sure okay but then they were just like Okay, you can definitely tell that the uh, the last seasons do not have the same budget as the early seasons. Yeah, because uh, they get new sets in this season, and they all look terrible.
1: Yeah, I think ABC just like told them, like, no, we're not doing that. ABC
0: was like, we know that your season's ending. We can't milk this anymore. We're only putting in X dollars. <laughs> it's it runs into the same problem that like I think a lot of video games get into, where the ending sucks. Uh, and the reason for that is because like 25% of players finish games or whatever. So if you're going to devote like all of your extra time to polish and like get stuff done, you want that to be in the beginning parts where people will like actually play and remember in the end. Yeah. Like I feel like shows get that a lot too. Uh, but in the meantime, outside of the world, I do have, instead of questions this week, I have a, another big update, uh, We got some tweets in about candy bars, Marn. Oh, yeah, we did. So as the last episode's wrapping up, I tweeted, Hey, people that participated in the Lost Experience ARG, did anyone out there eat an Apollo candy bar? Do you remember how it tasted slash if it was any good? And we do get a couple people that say, one says, I might still have a wrapper somewhere, but I did eventually eat the chocolate bar. I agree that it was milk chocolate. Uh, someone else said, I think I've got an unopened bar in a box of keepsakes. Um, but from what they recall, they just tasted like plain mass-produced unbranded milk chocolate and did not cause hallucinations, which is not a thing that's come up yet. So I think spoiler alert in a tweet for this episode or maybe a later episode, but,
1: uh, uh, we, we briefly touched on this. There's like a subplot, uh, where they like found a couple emails is saying that like a researcher that, like, worked at the Hanto Foundation or, like, at Dharma making hallucinogenics was now, like, the head of Apollo Candy.
0: (laughs) Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I remember that. I just didn't piece that together. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it sounds like... Uh, I'm going to push up my nerd glasses and say that we've got ourselves a little plot hole because uh, it sounds like they made uh, milk chocolate bars for uh, people at these events, but on the chocolate bars themselves, they clearly say that they're dark chocolate, so um, the Lost Riders really need to get it together. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine uh, putting a musical number in your uh, movie that takes place at a certain time of year, even though that song came out later that year? <laughs> like, get it together, guys. <laughs> So we've got these chocolate bars that are getting sold. Uh, we've got people hunting for glyphs. And we know that if a certain amount of chocolate bars are sold, something quote-unquote good will happen. What happens from here, Marn?
1: So, well, first I want to say, the, the I think the most egregious thing about the Apollo bars to me was that they advertised as being dark chocolate. And one of the p- people who tweeted at us were like, no, they were definitely milk chocolate.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying, Martin. Just, That's exactly what I'm saying.
1: I just, if I was told that, like, someone had handed me a dark chocolate bar and I bit into it and it was milk chocolate, I would lose my shit.
2: <laughs>
0: I yeah. I'm. I'm. Are you a doctor, uh, Are are you a dark mm. chocolate person or a milk chocolate person?
1: I have slowly become a dark chocolate person
0: (laughs) okay i i always even as a child i was like give me the bitter cocoa um (laughs) i i've always been a big dark chocolate guy
1: i I um i have a dark chocolate bar in in the freezer right now this just reminded me
0: (laughs) oh hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) All right, well, let's get you to that chocolate bar as soon as we can by getting into uh, getting back into the the ARG. What do you say?
1: Yeah. So we left off on August twenty fourth. Uh, Rachel Blake uh, sent out links to the Apollo Candy site, and she was like, "Hey, go here. There's like something super important going down," um, and people went there, and they found. Uh, like, I think they found a message from Rachel, or she, like, sent them another email that had a link to whereisallvar.com, uh, that said, uh, hey, upload pictures of yourselves with Apollo candy bars, and, like, this site is gonna tally how many regular bars and how many golden bars people have gotten, which the golden bars were just, like, regular bars that had, like, a little piece of gold foil on them, I guess. Um, yeah, it's the
0: golden ticket. I know. Uh, I've seen Willy Wonka. <laughs>
1: yeah, you see Charlie of the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Um, and Rachel said that when enough Apollo bars had been posted, uh, she would reveal further instructions and a big truth about the Hanzo Foundation. Also, apparently, some of the Apollo bars that were actually... Well, hold on a second. One of these bars definitely looks like dark chocolate. There's a picture of it. <laughs> hmm. Some of the uh, some of the candy bars also had the URL like printed on them, like carved a- carved into them.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Where is
0: Alvar Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's the if you got the premium uh, gold foil edition, it, it's dark chocolate. <laughs> it was dark but chocolate. if you just get the plebeian uh, regular ass Apollo bar, that's where you get your milk chocolate. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, so you could uh, post and upload uh, Apollo candy bars to that site, uh, and nothing, nothing happened with that yet. So we'll put a pin on that. Okay. Um, they the players continued to find glyphs. Uh, they were they were looking for like seventy some, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Sev- seventy uh, exactly, actually. Uh, And they were up to, uh, 48 had been released at this point. Um, so August 23rd through the 30th, they continued to find glyphs on, uh, Channel 4 in the UK. Um, on, do-do-do-do-do, uh, there was one found, like, physically on a piece of paper in, uh, Australia... Uh, there was one found on like a Singaporean t- TV network site. Um, Rachel also continued to email the <laughs> Hanzo exposed gamers as the Lo- <laughs> as Laspedia calls them.
0: <laughs> Hanzo exposed gamers is my new favorite uh, political group of power. <laughs>
1: Uh, Telling them to uh, keep uploading their Apollo bars. Um, They found more glyphs on uh, DJ Dan's website and Monster.com. There was also a glyph found on Lostpedia. Uh, Someone created a username uh, that was Rachel Blake. And on that user's page uh, was um, Morse code. Uh, that linked to the article for the number 42, uh, which linked to another uh, wiki user that then had a link to an image of the glyph. Okay. It's very funny that they put it on <laughs> <laughs> Um Where else did they find glyphs? Uh, they found... Some on lost forums. Ah, uh, they found one on the stop Hanzo site, uh, in a flash file, and they found one in the comments of a lost blog. Um, and then on August thirtieth, ah, uh, there was a new thread, a new forum thread in Retrievers of Truth, ah, uh, which was the secret like anti Hanzo Foundation forum hidden inside the psychic golden retriever website
0: (laughs) (laughs) my boy
1: (laughs) my boy uh so this is the forum that like people couldn't actually post on it was all just like npcs having conversations that they could like read um and there had been a like subplot where like one of the users had, like, gotten an undercover job at Hanzo Foundation and, like, people were suspicious of him. Uh, and he, like, came on into one of the threads and was like, hey, look at all, like, look at this huge box of chocolate, like, Apollo candies that I got addressed to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing suspicious about that. <laughs> so then we move into September... Um, and they continued to find glyphs, Uh, they found one that was broken into four pieces, uh, and scattered across two different lost, uh, fan blogs. And they found out on September 1st that there would be two glyphs released, uh, specifically as like a scavenger hunt in the UK. Um, like a little later into September. Um they found uh there was a retrievers of truth thread that made a bunch of references to like american sports threads uh or american sports fans um okay and they found that on one of the like product placement websites uh there was like a little picture of a baseball uh, and you could click it and it would get you a glyph. <laughs> um, they also, let's see if I can find the actual scavenger hunt. Um, they found, oh, there was a glyph. Uh, someone got like a cryptic email telling them to like watch the Jimmy Kimmel show that night. And there was a glyph on Jimmy Kimmel's mug on that like specific episode of the Jimmy Kimmel show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder how much you have to pay to get Jimmy Kimmel to put a specific thing on a mug. I
1: know. Maybe
0: if you're Lost, maybe he'll do it for free. But yeah,
1: I was going to say like he he was like a pretty well known Lost fan, so I feel like they probably just asked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they had a the Glyph Hunt in the UK, uh, where they the players did like a big scavenger hunt, um, and then they went into a museum in Manchester and found the glyph on a computer in an empty warehouse floor. Okay. <laughs> Which is crazy.
0: Yeah, putting it on a random warehouse floor is like I don't know. You you it's weird to think that like you expect it to happen more by being on Jimmy Kimmel live instead of mm-hmm. being in a random ass warehouse. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Uh there was also the London glyph hunt the next day on September 7th um and it there's no description of where they found this but it looks like it's on just like a clear piece of like plastic that they found outside I think this okay. photo was definitely taken outside uh <laughs> they also got uh a message from DJ Dan on his site that said, next podcast, conspiracy Spies, Loyal conspiracy, Spies, Suspicious conspiracy Spies, Lonely conspiracy Spies, you know I read your emails, I have just one question for you. Do you want some more? They a thought wide, they shut us down. A <laughs> they- wide
0: variety of conspiracy <laughs> Spies.
1: They thought they had us scared. The Hanzo Foundation thought they could just swing that pastel hammer of oppression at our noggins and expect us to flinch. But did we <laughs> flinch? Well, okay, maybe we flinched a little. Pastel hammers of, of oppression hurt, conspiracy wise, but are we going to hide in the shadows with our heads in the sand, or are we going to take it on the shin and give them one back? That's right, it's time to liven things up with another live show. September 23rd, 8 a.m. PST. It's a DJ Dan special live event. The DJ strikes back. This time, it's personal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the pastel hammer of oppression is a very good, very evocative phrase.
1: It really is. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I think that if we ever do a live show, we we have to send out an email like that.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. We can't just say, hey, we're the Argonauts. We're doing a live show. It's got to be like, hey there, Pepsi Navy opposers. It's time for us to defeat the (laughs) usurpers.
1: Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, so they knew that there was a DJ Dan Live episode coming on the 23rd. And then on September 8th, they found the last glyph. Uh, okay. It was in four separate pieces hidden on Rachel Blake's blog, and I believe the video still works, question mark? Oh hmm. shit,
3: the video still works. Hell yeah. I'm Alvar Hanzo. If you're watching this film, you already know and have worked with Gerald and Karen De Groot, founders and masterminds of the Dharma Initiative. But now, you also know there are many research goals for our joint venture. What you may not know is why we have assembled the Dharma initiative. Why we have assembled the brightest minds in the world and given them unlimited funds and access. As with all you have already been told, you are bound by your honor and commitment to keep what you are about to hear a secret. In a few weeks, after your induction counseling and survival training, you and your colleagues will be shipped to a top secret facility. The precise location of the facility is known only to myself, the DeGroote, and a few high-ranking members of my organization. Why all the security? All this secrecy? The answer is simple. Your research is intended to do nothing less than save the world as we know it. In 1962, only 15 years ago, the world came to the brink of nuclear war. The United States and the Soviet Union almost fulfilled the promise of mutual assured destruction. A promise they continued to foster through a destructive Cold War. After the Cuban Missile Crisis, both nations decided to find a solution. The result was the Valenzetti Equation. Commissioned under the highest secrecy through the UN Security Council, the equation is the brainchild of the Italian mathematician Enzo Valenzetti. It predicts the exact number of years and months before humanity extinguishes itself. Whether through nuclear fire, chemical and biological warfare, conventional warfare, pandemic, overpopulation, his results are chilling and attention must be paid. Valenzetti gave numerical values to the core environmental and human factors in his equation. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42. Only by manipulating the environment, by finding scientific solutions to all of our problems, will we be able to change those core factors and give humanity a chance to survive. Although the equation has been buried by those who commissioned it, panic. It has always been my belief that we ignore warnings at our own peril. And thus, the Dharma Initiative was born.
0: I know those numbers.
1: (laughs) That sound familiar.
0: So this video is very much like doing the thing that I hate, which (laughs) is taking a thing whose ambiguity is on purpose and by design in the actual work, and then being like, great, let's give you a definitive answer for what this Mm -hmm. is like
1: so So. (laughs) yes andrew
0: (laughs) okay so the valenzetti equation makes no goddamn sense
1: correct so yeah so the first part of the video is a uh like an internal like hanzo foundation film where alvar hanzo talks about uh the Dharma initiative and like what the numbers mean and he says that they're like the like they're part of the Valenzetti equation like they're they're like the core environmental and human factors in the equation um that uh enzo Valenzetti was like commissioned to create to compute the remaining time until the human race destroys itself um and alvar hanzo explains that like if these numbers are changed through like different environmental manipulations, the, that like, it might help prolong humanity. And
0: (laughs) wait, that makes less sense than how I understood it. How did
1: you
2: understand it? So
0: this is like, so basically is the way that I took it is the Valenzetti equation exists and it, has these six key variables, which are 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Those are the numbers of lost. Um, and that when those are set in the directions that they, like in the positions that they currently are, mm-hmm. then that means that the Valenzetti equation equals, I don't know, June 10th, 2048 or whatever. However, they calculate the end of the world like it's a fucking Minecraft seed where it's like, if you put in these numbers in this specific place, that's like what our world is currently set to. And that means that the end of the world will be at X point.
1: Right. So what the honto foundation is then trying to do is change those numbers and basically do like RNG manipulation on the end of humanity
0: to try and extend
1: the world, I guess. Yes, correct.
0: I wanna, I wanna know what. So they said that like that includes like human actions and things like plagues. So how the fuck does a calculation know like oh we're gonna get COVID in three years?
1: I wish to God that I could tell you Andrew. <laughs> I okay.
0: <laughs> this um... is uh, I I. Mm. I I bristle at stuff like this because I hate it when... I mean, I've talked about it on the show and I mentioned it just while we were watching the video. But I hate it when you get a thing that's like, here's a thing where the ambiguity is the point and we're going to give you the correct canon answer to that. And that's part of why seasons five and six of Lost suck is because all those questions stop being about what those questions mean to characters and start being about... What is correct to you, the audience, so you can talk about it at the water cooler with your friends on Tuesday? Like, I don't know. It bums me out.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think, just like reading on Lostpedia about this, I think the problem was that the creators said, like, outright, like, we are being deliberately ambiguous about this, and maybe you'll never know what they mean. Uh... And then people got really mad at them, <laughs> and they were like, okay, anybody who wants to actually know what they mean has to play the ARG, because we're not just going to like have a character walk on screen in the show and be like, this is what they mean, guys.
0: Well, good, because it's fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd rather four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two just be like written on cards in the body of Hitler's pocket hypothetically
1: <laughs> like i th- i I think this is their answer to like people who were really mad that they like weren't being explained to what the, the numbers mean
0: <laughs> then maybe maybe I need to take this maybe I need maybe I'm looking at this wrong maybe I need to take this as like thank God this exists as a sin eater
1: yeah i think that's the right response okay
0: well perfect good
1: (laughs) so then in the second half of the video uh it's rachel filming uh thomas middlework at like a hanzo foundation site like explaining this hanzo project that they're doing to like try and manipulate the numbers um where they're basically, like, causing a plague in two villages in Sri Lanka. Uh, he says, like, they've basically, like, intentionally infected a bunch of people with this virus, um, under the guise of, like, providing them a vaccine for something else, basically. Uh, and their goal is to have a mortality rate of exactly 30%. Um... And they like have to bring all of like the bodies of the deceased back to this station that they're at to like confirm that like the virus has wiped out exactly thirty percent of the people, um, and like one of the people at the audience is like, "Well, isn't this bad?" Like are we are we the bad guys here? (laughs) And And the guy's just
0: like shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. He's basically like, if you knew that like you could manipulate the numbers in an equation to like end all of human suffering, like wouldn't you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Um and then he's just like,
0: who said that? Who said that? You shut the fuck up.
1: And then he notices uh Rachel like filming him because she's not being very stealthy at all.
0: Not at all. She's uh, bobbing and weaving around.
1: <laughs> she is doing like the most moving of any like found footage protagonist ever. <laughs> she is just like ducking and weaving. Uh-huh. Uh and then uh they capture Rachel. They sure do. They sure do. And that's the end of the video.
0: Yeah. But can dogs talk yet? Like that's where are we there? have we found out how to make dogs talk?
1: I would assume that uh by manipulating the numbers in a specific way that's, you can make That's you how you said it's a forty three. Yeah, if dogs
0: talk, you get an extra two and a half years on on uh reality <laughs> existing. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it it basically just like a bunch of extraneous backstory of like why Dharma was set up, uh, and what the numbers mean. And I'm sure that some people really liked that. I'm sure some people did. Oh, you also find out what Dharma stands for, which I don't think is in the show question Are, mark.
0: Was I supposed to assume it stood for something?
1: I don't know. They See, say I- <laughs> I mean, in the video, it says it stands for Department of Heuristics and Research on Material Applications. So
0: when something is named like that, that comes with like, whenever something's the department of something, it kind of implies that it's a government agency, right? Yes. So is this supposed to be like the US's branch of figuring out what the fuck the numbers mean?
1: I don't think so. I I think it's just like a branch of the Hanzo Foundation.
0: Okay, sure. <laughs> I forget that companies have branches too and departments. The
1: companies do have departments. Yeah, I,
0: I certainly do work in the quality assurance department. You're right. <laughs> That's on me. You're right.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah. So so this kind of moves us into like the end game phase of the ARG. Uh, Rachel has been captured by the Hanzo Foundation. Uh, and that happened on September 8th. Um, and then on September 9th, um, one of the like lost like behind the scenes bloggers who had been involved in like posting some of the glyphs and like posting clues to people uh, received a weird email attachment uh, that was a mirrored uh, image of a huge block of uh, hexadecimal code. Okay. Uh, and running it through Hex to ASCII and then reversing the text again uh, got the message, M, Conscious is keeping you in the fight. Is it? Heard you call to DJ Dan. If you're talking about who I think you are, then you already know my answer. Uh, and people found that there had been a message on DJ Dan's podcast from someone named Malik. Um... On August eleventh, uh it's a guy from Mr. A, Robot. Yeah. Um giving a book cipher, which we talked about last time, uh, that decoded it was the book cipher that took the pages of Bad Twin and decoded to I know where he is, I can set it up. Um and people uh deduced or theorized that the he in question is Alvar Hanzo. Okay. Um, and that uh, this this Malik fellow had been trying to set up a meeting between uh, Rachel and uh, Alvar Hansa. Oh, Malik is the uh, is the hitman guy. Oh, just okay. They just didn't find out his name until until now, I guess.
0: I was gonna say I didn't remember ever getting a name for him, but okay, I guess this is the big reveal.
1: Yeah, um, like people. So people like connected that message uh to the phone call, um and they were like, oh, it's our friend. Um and he's trying to set up a uh, a meeting between Rachel and Alvar Hanzo. Okay. Um and then on September tenth, uh Malik set uh sent another coded message to another lost blog saying um I think it's fair to say whatever conscience I have was built on faulty equipment. This is a matter of duty, loyalty. Speaking of which, I've been troubled by the very recent disappearance of an old friend, Da Silva. We all saw your Sri Lanka video. You were captured at the end, and yet there you were, blasting those lost producers in San Diego not a week later. And I have to wonder, did Da Silva have something to do with that? Do you know what's become of him? Hmm. And then on the 11th... Uh, Rachel sent a coded message to another lost fan blog. They were basically just like <laughs> having these lost fan blogs uh, forward their messages for them. <laughs> 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 so uh, the first one that Rachel sent, which was the the one that said M conscious is keeping you in the fight, is it uh, was hex to ASCII and then uh, you had to. Um, do the text backwards the second one which was sent by Malik was you had to flip the whole image 180 degrees um, and then flip it again horizontally Uh, and then it became a shift cipher like a keyboard version of a shift cipher where you had to move every uh every letter one key left on a standard keyboard neat yeah uh, so then the third one was a Microsoft Word document that had a huge block of numbers in it uh, that people eventually figured out was Octal. Okay. Uh, Everyone's they... favorite code? <laughs> yeah. And when translated to text, it said, I knew you were behind that, I just knew. He never told me, you know? When I hit the ground, I was sure I was dead. The camera was broken, they were dragging me to my feet, and then a burst of gunfire in the air. These were scientists, unarmed. They hit the ground, but not Middlework. He kept going until De Silva turned the shots in his direction. Once Middlework was face down on the ground, he grabbed my hand and we were gone, with the camera. He didn't talk. He said he was de silva that was it we knew middlework was already in pursuit but we stuck to tunnels that had been dug out during various war times we had some close calls the goal was the american embassy in colombo but when we got there we knew that was impossible it was being watched the airport too De Silva said the hanzo foundation had too much influence to take the risk and then they caught wind of us again we knew we could be caught at any second and the only important thing was that video Evidence of Middlework's worldwide decimation plot. I'd planned for this. All I needed was a secure, high-speed connection. The Hanzo goons knew it too. They surrounded the place while I was uploading. We barricaded ourselves. DeZilva knew an escape route. I barely got out, made my way to a friend of da silva's who could get me to India. I swear I waited for him, but he never came. I'm so sorry.
0: Hmm. That's a bummer. Okay.
1: That is a bummer. I like that the Hanzo Foundation just like knows a bunch of hitmen. It's yeah. Great.
0: I, look, you know, you get a company big enough and it's just like you get your departments. You get your department of saving the world through a giant magical uh you know, algorithm and and uh you know formula, and you get your department of hitmen. Like you just get different yeah. buildings for different folks, you know? Yeah. You got QA, you got uh office management, like you know.
1: So then on September 12th, uh, DJ Dan moved his live broadcast back a day to the 22nd. Uh, and it was also found that there was a secret message now on the Um If you selected all of the text on the site, uh, there was hidden text at the bottom of the page that had a visionaire cipher uh, that the players brute forced rather than finding the code word. <laughs> So this doesn't actually say what the code word was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was from Malik and it said, this is not your fault. As she once shouted at the top of your lungs, we've all got blood on our hands. I just hope my friend is resting easy. Where are you? I need you to meet me in Norway. Okay. And then on September 13th, uh, there was a new message found. Uh, they f- uh, the players found a asterisk on the nav... On the nav bar of Hanzo Exposed, and if you clicked it, it opened up a audio clip of Morse Code. Hmm, okay. And it decoded to M. Wish it were that simple. Fact is, as much as I want to, I still can't trust you. I want to believe you're the man who helped me in Paris, but Dazilva's name was not unknown. You could be Middlework himself, springing a trap under my feet. I need confirmation it's you. I need you to tell me something only you could know.
0: I, I know that dogs should vote.
1: <laughs> uh, and then on um, the 14th, there was a message in binary that went up on uh, rachelblake.com, Rachel's blog, that translated to, I have to scroll past all this binary, uh, it translated into a hex code. That then translated to R, I respect your caution. Suppose it's warranted after all you've come through. I can't remember it exactly, but I think when we were in the stairwell in Paris, you muted the mic, as I said, because he wanted me to help you. And I can't question a man who would launch the mental health appeal to save a loved one. Say what you will about him now. His heart was in the right place.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And then on the same day... A little bit later in the day, Rachel posted on her secret blog, um, Octal Code, that translated to text that was an anagram for I'm in NYC.
0: Okay.
1: So then on September 15th, DJ Dan changed his live podcast date again. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Live shows are hard, okay? This is, you know, this is before we really knocked it down to a science.
1: Um, because people uh, had requested it not be during weekday work hours and also it like fell on a Jewish holiday uh, that's fair but but in game the the email said due to recent and reliable reports staying the 20 the 74. Story Golden Robot Zanzathor will return to orbit once again, disrupting the Earth's ionosphere at precisely 7 a.m. Pacific time on September 22nd. Tanya and I have no choice but to reschedule my broadcast to 8 p.m. on Sunday, <laughs> the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who have already put in for a vacation day my sincerest apologies but look at the bright side now's the perfect time to do yourself a solid and spend the day in your official dj dan certified 60 megaton bomb shelter (laughs) until the 24th stay suspicious stay vigilant shield those eyes from zanzathor's golden rays and keep shutting down the van
0: (laughs) oh god
1: oh man So then on the 18th, uh, Rachel posted uh, to uh, whereisalvar.com a big chunk of binary uh, that converted to hex and then to ASCII, uh, which then translated to a code where you had to take every 12th letter out. Um, and then once you had done that, you had to go over it again and take every 12th letter out again. Uh, if,
0: if the creators of this ARG weren't cowards, it would have been, you have to take out the fourth letter, the eighth letter, the 15th letter, the 16th letter, the 23rd, the 42nd, repeating like that instead.
1: Yeah. Uh... And it was a message that said, you lived in three different apartments. Be waiting outside your second at 7.45 p.m. I'm sending a car. Hope you remember the brand of iron you hit me with, because that's the code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel also sent I'm out. I'm not an-
0: sure I like this. Uh, this, this cutesy uh, hitman flirting happening via the uh, coded messages
1: really funny so then on the 18th uh rachel sent out a uh an email to everyone um that said okay everybody this is it you found over a thousand apollo bars i know now that the whole world is watching go to whereisalvar.com uh and when you went to whereisalvar.com it displayed a message that said you've stuck with me shown your support fought the hanzo foundation tooth and nail now it's time for the whole truth about them about me tune into dj dan sunday on september 24th at 8 p.m pst and help me winter for all to shut it all down uh and then below that was a big uh message that said unite made up of apollo candy bar images that people had <laughs> uploaded to the site Uh, And DJ Dan also updated his site saying that uh, Rachel Blake was going to be a guest on his podcast. Okay. Yeah. So then on September 19th, whoa, wait a second, does Lostpedia really not have the date of the podcast on here? Hold on (laughs) just a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's going to get delayed again.
1: Oh, no. Okay. It's just like weirdly not on the page that has them all broken down by like weekend date (laughs) lostpedia come on now
0: lostpedia you gotta get it together
1: (laughs) um so yeah so then on the 19th um the retrievers of truth site updated um with a new thread on the forum um one of the um one of the like forum members was like hey, I had this, like, really weird encounter on the way home. Uh, there was, like, a guy following me um, and, like, trying to hail a cab, but, like, very obviously following me. Um, and then when he finally, like, got in the cab, he was, like, watching me, and I swear that he, he said my name. And everyone was like, whoa, weird. Are you sure that you, like, actually heard that? Um, and he's like... <laughs> Yeah, I think that, like, the Hanzo Foundation is watching me because I'm on this forum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Hanzo Foundation has my browser history.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they said, uh, don't any of you guys see what I'm saying? The Hanzo Foundation may very well be reading these very lines. Yes, we haven't seen them lurking around our offices for a while, but we are far from being completely rid of them. <laughs> Uh, someone else said we all know the foundation execs are out in the real world uh and, and the original poster says exactly i mean do hanzoids just go ahead and disappear because a bunch of people got together and started exposing them maybe they're sitting around in a conference room right now crafting an apology letter to us it's hanzoids. Too early to cel- hanzoids it's too early to celebrate our victory a day. remember as long as we are here as long as we are working for this cause none of us are safe I'd just like to remind you that these are Verizon employees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I'd forgotten that. <laughs> I was too caught up in the fact that they used the word Hanzoid. Mm-hmm. Hanzoid is pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. Hanzoid.
1: Hanzoid. So then on the 20th, uh, there was a little press release by ABC that said, like, hey, just so you know, like the broadcast on the 24th is going to be the end of the Lost experience.
0: Dun dun dun.
1: Dun dun dun. I'm
0: sure there's at least one person that's like, well, I wasn't going to go to the podcast recording, but now I guess I will.
1: (laughs) Uh, And they alluded to. Uh, there being a final video. <gasps> so that's exciting. Okay. So then on the 21st, uh, the, one of the Jeep up uh, websites, uh, letyourcompassguideyou.com, which was like the original Jeep ad website, mm-hmm. uh, was changed to have a picture of a postcard with a snowman on it. Uh, and text underneath the postcard said, This site has been removed. Okay. Um, and, uh, tech, and so the, the word removed was a clickable link, uh, that sent you to a video of a Hanzo Foundation, uh, employee. Uh, it was like one of the Jeep employees, uh, who like worked with the Hanzo Foundation. Um, yeah, he was, like, he was the one who I think, like, pulled out of the, uh, no, okay, he he was the one who, like, uh, was responsible for, like, Jeep giving Hanzo Foundation a bunch of, like, vehicles, I guess, uh, and the, the, like, this site has been removed, uh, message linked to a video of him appearing at a real, Restaurant and like interrupting an actual like Jeep tour promotional event that like a real musician was playing at. Okay. (laughs) Um, and like yelling about the Hanzo Foundation doing organ harvesting (laughs) and being what are being kidnapped by Hanzo like agents. How much.
0: What are the odds that, uh, what would you bet that the people involved knew about this? The people that like worked at, at uh, Jeep or wherever?
1: I feel like, so, okay. I is there, feel like is the there pe- a
0: chance that this happened and some salesman was just like, what the fuck?
1: I wish to God that, uh, that this video still existed. There are stills of it. But here's my theory. Um, I think that. The people at Jeep knew about it. I think the musician who was there probably knew about it. I do not think the people in the restaurant or who worked uh-huh. at the restaurant knew about it. Because okay. apparently there was a video taken by a real-life uh, person at the restaurant who just like thought a man had showed up and started yelling. okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: Post
0: this on Twitter, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jeep weirdness is the Jeep name of this weirdness.
1: video. Uh, so the, also, the...
0: I, I thought that this was a fake screenshot for a second until I remembered yeah, that no, YouTube. YouTube used to look like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the official video, which no longer exists, was posted from the Jeep channel... Uh, with the caption, yesterday at around 11.40 a.m. in Troy, Michigan, one of our former employees was abducted during one of our Jeep Compass Music Tour performances with Eric Hutchinson. Oh, I know that musician. Uh <laughs> The abductee's name is William T. Kilpatrick. He's about six foot two inches tall. I was wearing a green jeep knit shirt and khaki pants. The van that the two men were driving was a gray Dodge Sprinter. Local authorities have been notified, but we'd like to use the power of YouTube to spread the word. (laughs) I like that the kidnappers were explicitly not driving a jeep.
0: (laughs) Well, of course. It's like how... uh, (laughs) It's like how... uh, Apple will let you use Mm -hmm, your mm -hmm, computer mm -hmm. in their stuff, but only if it's a hero doing it?
1: Yeah. Well, there is a transcript of the video. He, like, takes the... So, like, William walks on, takes the microphone, and uh, is like, My name is William Kirkpatrick. Like, I was the fleet operations manager when the Honto Foundation signed an agreement with us. Uh, Rachel Blake told me that they are using the vehicles to transport harvested (laughs) organs into Africa. (laughs) Uh, And then he starts screaming and is like, you gotta help me, the missing organs folder. Go to the site and find out the truth.
0: (laughs) God.
1: Um, And then people found that there was a, there was in fact a missing organs folder uh, hidden on the Jeep website. um, And it had a PDF file uh, showing um a bunch of like do not resuscitate documents uh that Hanzo had faked uh had supposedly faked for a bunch of patients so that they could like so that they could like steal their organs um and showing that like Hanzo had been injecting patients with like a weird substance after they died
0: okay uh
1: and there was also uh design schematics for modifying a jeep to house organ transplant equipment
0: <laughs> that's pretty cut and dry evidence if i was involved in an organ harvesting uh ring which listeners i'm not uh, but if i were i wouldn't have a google drive folder named organ smuggler ring
2: mm-hmm. with uh
0: like a file called organ smuggling .pdf." like yeah oh boy okay
1: um and then they also got like a a chat document of like rachel talking to a hanzo foundation worker saying like you won't get away with this so the hanzo foundation worker's like um we already got away with <laughs> we already we did <laughs> <laughs> like we literally already did uh he implies that uh william kilpatrick has been killed uh and he also comments on Rachel's apartment in New York and, and scares her out of the conversation. Okay. So then on September twenty fourth, uh, DJ Dan's podcast, his live podcast, the Dan happened. <laughs> the Danimal. Uh, it was live on uh, a radio site, um, and. They talked uh he talked about how Thomas Middlework uh planned to kill thirty percent of the human race. Uh they also did a complete recap of the lost experience, I guess, for people who had <laughs> seen the press release and were tuning in without any context question mark.
0: I guess. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that have I'm no sure. idea why the fuck we're here. Uh, give me 40 minutes previously (laughs) on The Lost Experience.
1: Uh, they, uh, DJ Dan also says that he feels that the Valenzetti equation should be shared with the whole world, and the Hanzo Foundation should let the public see the book that Gary Troop wrote about it. Okay. Uh, Rachel Blake called in and talks about how she became a hacker. Uh, she also says that she's been chased through eight countries in 12 days.
0: (laughs) Jesus, okay.
1: Uh, and she said that she is on the move uh, and that she didn't have a choice while cutting up the Sri Lanka video into many pieces, but that she also had a insider in the Lost panel at Comic-Con <laughs> who I guess let her in. <laughs> uh, there was also another caller who called in... And uh, let DJ Dan listen in to uh, the feed of a bunch of authorities raiding the Hanzo Foundation headquarters. Um, okay. And Thomas Middlework blows up the building and escapes arrest. rest.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um. And it was revealed that there was a new long version of the Sri Lanka video that had a new third section uh, that shows Rachel sneaking into Alvar Hanzo's home in Norway. Okay. Oh, this exists. Okay, I was hoping this exists. Because <laughs> the, uh, the YouTube link on the main page for it doesn't work, but it looks like somebody mirrored it.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Rachel Blake's final video. Is this the one you were telling me about before or is this new? No, this is new. Hell yeah.
1: Well yeah, so this is like they it, it, it sounds like ABC posted like the Sri Lanka video on their site and people were directed there. Uh and then this was like a like an extension of that video that had been added onto it.
0: Okay. Is this where you find out that Rachel Blake's dad is uh, Hanzo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: The men you see here were for the foundation they do not work for me. Their job is to keep me inside, to keep me from talking to anyone of importance. I am a prisoner. No,
0: you are not dodging
2: the blame.
3: No, I'm not. I am to blame for training Thomas Werner Middlework, for grooming him to be my successor, for giving him all the tools he needed to do the awful things he has. They cannot kill me, but he can keep me locked up while he kills millions. What? He he is the one who's done all the things that you've exposed. And much worse. All in my name. And yours. Mine. That's why you came. The reason why you've investigated the Foundation. You wanted to learn more about the trust fund that paid for your upbringing. You wondered how a single mother could pay for an education and all the advantages you were given. But you a beautifully intelligent young woman. And you were able to trace the funds back to the Foundation. You searched. And even as you realized all the evil that was being done, even as you turned against everything that the Foundation now stands for, you kept on because you knew the path would lead to your father. And now I need your help, even if I don't deserve it. I may never leave this house alive. And it's only a matter of time before the gods realize who you are. So take this confession. Get it to the press, to the authorities, to anyone who will listen. Make a scandal, Rachel. You are the only one who can bring down Middlework and set me free. Go now, Rachel. Finish this once and for all. Go.
2: So long. Cut.
1: This Arg really loves videos where people just say exposition straight to the camera for like two minutes.
0: Yeah, it sure does.
1: It sure does.
0: We wouldn't want to like, I don't know, show.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Uh-uh. Uh huh. So this video is a uh, is Rachel like sneaking into this house where Alvar Hanzo is. Uh and, and she says that she is, like taking the place of this uh the nurse who usually takes his blood. Um and uh she like tries to confront him about like the stuff that the foundation's done, and Alvar's like, no no, no you don't understand. Like I am a prisoner here, like the the guards here are here to keep me inside. Um I trained middlework and I like gave him all the tools to, to like do all of this like shitty stuff that he's done. Um and, like, he can't kill me, but he can just, like, keep me locked up here while he kills millions of people. And, like, he's actually the one that has done everything that, like, uh-huh. you've been reading about. And, like, he's just done all of it in my name while I'm imprisoned here.
0: Yeah, turns out I'm actually the good... I'm I'm not even a good guy. I'm just here. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm simply vibing. You're looking for the other dude.
1: Uh, And he... Talks about how Rachel like had like part of uh her like upbringing was paid for out of this like mystery trust fund, and uh she like traced it back to the foundation, um and she knew that it would lead to her father, and now he needs her help to <gasps> leave this house, and he needs her to like take this tape and blast it out to the press and like make a huge scandal about the Hanzo Foundation to bring down Thomas Middlework
0: Do you think that the writers of Lost looked at the, uh, the plot for the uh, ARG and were just like, hmm one guy's locked <laughs> up in a place because the other guy can't kill him because of vague rules. Uh, interesting what a neat idea for how <laughs> the show could end
1: they do really like that trope, don't they? <laughs>
0: yeah, what an interesting trope that makes no goddamn sense.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so that was the that was the live podcast, and then the next day on the or two days later on the twenty sixth, uh, they got a little bit of wrap up stuff. Uh, the official UK Lost podcast uh, had a transmission, I guess, from Alvar Hanzo uh, that said a bunch of stuff like uh, here's this like transmission that we need to that we need to give you uh, it's highly important information uh, it's imperative that the following is disseminated to the widest possible audience there is great danger it is all real everything is real the work that Rachel Blake has achieved has been astounding um, and then it had like the full audio of the Sri Lanka video that people had put together through the glyphs uh, there was also a press release on the HanzoFoundation.org uh, that said, The path of secrecy is a slippery slope. While necessity may dictate at times that we shade ourselves and our work from the all-too-often harsh light of inquiry, habitual secret-keeping can mire even the noblest of intentions and shadow. It is this shadow I fell prey to, blinded not only to the actions of colleagues like Dr. Thomas Middlework, but also to the works of my own hand. I fear the lessons learned have cost many their happiness. Some few have even lost their lives. My regret for this is endless. But I assure you now, as I did then, the work of the Hanzo Foundation has always been intended to bring rebirth to a dying land and a dying people. Our methods must change. As of this moment, the Hanzo Foundation enters a period of restructure and overhaul. Transparency and oversight will be our guiding principles, excellence in communication, and response to feedback are greatest strengths. To save humanity, we need first tap into just that, our humidity. Much time has passed, perhaps too much. Thanks to the tireless efforts of my daughter, Rachel Blake, and a worldwide movement set against the dark entity that was Thomas Middlework's regime, I have been exonerated and freed from imprisonment. Thanks to the grace and foresight of the Global Welfare Consortium, we at the Hanzo Foundation have been given a second chance to build a future that can support, enrich, and cradle us all in peace and joy. It is to this that I dedicate my life and my foundation. My only hope is that you will join me. Namaste, Alvar Hanzo. Okay. Uh, so, and if you, it, no, and there was a secret link uh, in this message that took you to a audio message from Thomas Middlework that said, You've taken the battle, but that's all it was. A battle. Humanity needs me now more than ever. I have the virus, I have the will, and I will not fail. Oh, good.
0: Well, damn, what if a virus knocked out 30% of uh, the human population? I'm sure that would progress the world somehow, my dude. <laughs>
1: I'm sure that the next ARG also will definitely follow up on any of this.
0: Definitely going to follow up on this plot line. <laughs> okay, well, neat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, a- that's all she wrote <laughs> huh. about this one.
0: Well, okay. So Rachel Blake is uh, secretly Rachel Hanzo and Middleverk is behind it all and he's got the money he's got the means and he's been having the strangest dreams uh (laughs) nifty well (laughs) man i it's i will say i think that this arg is kind of a perfect microcosm of loss because it uh simultaneously doesn't really uh wrap up any of the stuff that it's setting up on its own uh but it also delivers answers to lore things in an unsatisfying way so perfect this that's lost baby
1: that's lost baby
0: <laughs> marn what do you what do you say we rate this one now that it's been I, I realize it's been four long uh years at this point and i don't know how to end one of these anymore so what do you say we get to rating this one
1: Yeah, sorry. I also just found out that, like, while this, uh, while this ARG was happening, uh, there was a. ABC was, like, supposedly rebroadcasting, like, a 1980s TV series called Mysteries of the Universe, but it was actually, uh. Oh, no, this was, this was, like, years later, uh, to, like, promote the final season of Lost. They, like, aired this fake tv show called mysteries of the universe that like what actually had a bunch of like revelations about like the hanzo foundation and the dharma initiative in it
0: what the fuck
1: how, how did i not know about this
0: huh promotion for the final season how did i not know yeah i never saw this when i was watching the first video appeared on abc.com slash Lost Mysteries after a Kia advertisement in Entertainment Weekly.
1: This is yeah, crazy. how have I never
0: heard of this? Uh, they released on uh, the 23rd, the 4th, the 8th, the 15th, and the 16th. That's clever.
1: That's very funny.
0: I was trying to this watch it wild. on the the Lost Media page. When you click on a link, the video just disappears. Yep,
1: I, I also noticed that wow huh. this is wild apparently they like released it as a DVD extra also when like the fifth season came out on DVD
0: huh I will have to track down a DVD at my local library
1: yeah I'm sure you can find it like on on YouTube maybe not with these videos but surely they exist hopefully well either um, way
0: uh what do you say we get into uh into ra- rating this one yeah let's do it what do you think about the story of this ARG? When all is said and done,
1: um, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's, I think it's fun. It's not like my favorite in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: It seems like a, it seems like a fun way of like still getting to play with Lost, even though Lost is done for the season. Yeah. Um, I feel like this one. I don't know. I wish. I, I I don't know how to put it into words in a way that doesn't sound paradoxical, but like I wish this had more to do with Lost, while also wishing it had a little like less to do mystically with Lost. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I think I liked it in the beginning when it was like we're kind of exploring another passenger on the plane. I think that was a neat idea, and I think it's a shame that it kind of la- lost that to go into the Hanzo Foundation's gonna wipe out slash save the world. It- I don't know. I wish we'd stuck more with like people stories, which is where I think the Lost team really excelled.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think this, I think this arg is a very good microcosm of the the Lost experience. TM, Oh, TM, shit. TM. oh <laughs> shit! Oh shit! Oh <laughs> shit!
0: This is all a big meta thing. That's what they were going for the whole time.
1: <laughs> I, I'm mostly like really excited to compare it to find. 815 because mm-hmm. I I know that like that took a very like different track of, of like it finding 15 is like a little more similar to the like the Bioshock arg weirdly
0: no that that was I know that when we covered it um, when we were talking about that God eight years ago it feels like uh, I know that it did kind of remind me of what little bit i played of of find 815 we're going to hit like yeah we're going to hit a day when we're talking about find 815 where i'm going to be like oh shit that was my mm-hmm. day um that was the one day that i logged into the lost or to the to find 815
1: um, yeah cuz cuz a lot of find 815 is like it's a very linear narrative and it's all like fmv videos and then like the players had to solve a puzzle to like progress to the next video basically yeah And so it wasn't, like, scattered all over a bunch of different websites, which I would be interested if they kind of did it that way because they, like, learned lessons from the Lost Experience, or if they just, like, did it intentionally to, like, kind of do a a, a very different experience.
0: I bet they just didn't have the same... uh... The same amount of corporate buy-in. So they were just like, we don't have eight different companies whose websites we can use for this. We have to do it ourselves? Oh, shit.
1: That would also make a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, ultimately, this story should have been less about the Hanzo experience or the Hanzo in it. Hold on. The Dharma Initiative. The Hanzo Foundation. There we go. There should have been less about the Hanzo Foundation and more about the dog guy.
1: Yes. The agreed. dog guy account kind of
0: dropped off, and that's a shame.
1: Yeah. I would give it like a seven,
0: yeah, I'll give it a seven, seven sounds good to me, yeah, yeah, and uh, what do you think about the puzzles in this one?
1: Um, I think they're fine, I mean they're serviceable <laughs> i I don't know if any of them are particularly memorable except for the glyph one, uh-huh, so yeah, no yeah, i
0: I, I completely agree, <laughs> I think finding the glyphs is neat. I think the uh the candy bar stuff is kinda cool. Um but as far as puzzles go, there didn't seem to be very like strong ones aside from like uh decoding hieroglyphs and like um what do we call it? Like decoding hieroglyphs and um the stuff at the end it seemed like there was a lot more decoding as we're like getting messages back and forth between these two hackers on different websites, which is uh-huh. kinda neat. But like yeah. If you just want pure translation puzzles, that seems like it's right up your alley. Uh, but yeah, there is not a lot of there's no puzzles that really like jump out as being interesting here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the stuff is just like go to a website and click a click through a bunch of pages and find a thing.
0: Basically, yeah which hey that's that's neat and if that's how you got to incorporate things in through working with six different corporate partners then hey that works you know
2: yeah but
0: yeah uh and last but not least how do you like the replayability of this one Martin i guess uh, this is a direct call out to lostpedia how's it looking
1: <laughs> it's it's really good lostpedia is like a very well kept and documented site i have <laughs> i have nothing bad to say about them except um maybe put the last 4 days of se- september into your day by day breakdown <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very funny that they have everything but the last bit on your th- on the thing
1: yeah it is very funny <laughs> like they have those days on like the big event calendar they're just not in like the breakdown
0: sure and that feels like it's where it should be but you know you all do you <laughs> Okay, so ultimately, uh, I mean, you're it seems like you're able to tell me what's up with it. Uh, I'm able to get a good picture of everything that's happening. Uh, it seems like a lot of the glyphs are like documented in a way that it's just like okay, and then we found this glyph and this glyph and this glyph. Like, it seems like there's a lot of this that's been documented pretty well.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really well documented. I I would say like the only thing that doesn't exist is a lot of like so the obviously the websites. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, the, some of the YouTube videos no longer exist, but like a, a lot of most of the really important ones are like mirrored either on Lostpedia or just on someone else's Wikipedia channel.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, and a lot of that is like our corporate sponsors didn't want to keep up the, uh, subliminal web pages for some reason. So I guess it's no longer up anymore. It checks out that it's not uh super present still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think considering like most of the websites were for outdated ad campaigns, like understandable.
0: It's the best you're going to get.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you think thinking like an eight, like a nine? Yeah, I think like a nine.
0: Cool. Well, all right then. This one, I feel like this week we're ending a little early, but do we want to get over to recommendations? Sure. Cool. Uh, What have you been into this week, Warren?
1: uh i have been listening to everything everything's new album raw data feel it's really really good um i know that i posted a little bit about this in the moonshot discord because fantast and i were talking about it because i was literally uh twitch streaming tetris the other night and like listening to music and fantast was like hey have you listened to the new everything everything album yet and i was like no it's out what (laughs) i didn't know it was out (laughs) Um, (laughs) because they they're like one of my favorite bands they're uh earlier album get to heaven is like one of my favorite albums just to like put on while i'm like doing a a chore or a task um they are a i think they're they're definitely english yeah they are um a english like weird art rock uh, kind of pop band um that usually makes like very very political music Um, okay like their uh their last album that came out in 2020 was a lot about like climate change um get to heaven is a lot about doing great violence against people in power (laughs) i can get behind that okay (laughs) yeah one of of the uh one of the bonus track or no one of the regular tracks on get to heaven is about breaking into buckingham palace to uh kill the queen (laughs) hell yeah so that's like the kind of the level that they're they're working at, and um, it worked. <laughs> raw data feel is not really like that. It's it's not as political um, as their other stuff. Um, it's a lot about just like very like personal stuff, like personal uh, like healing from trauma, and it was also written by uh, the lead singer Jonathan Higgs. Uh, developed an AI and fed a bunch of raw data into it. Yo, Uh, He fed it, like, the entire terms and conditions on LinkedIn, um, (laughs) the entire text of Beowulf, 400,000 4chan comics, and a bunch of Confucius. Good lord. Okay.
0: And and it's fine?
1: And so he used uh, the output of the bot to, like, basically inspire... A bunch of the like lyrics and imagery, um, and like artwork for this album. Okay, and it's really good. Cool. It 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 genuinely riffs I was not a huge fan of uh their last album that came out in twenty twenty Reanimator. Um, they had like one sing uh one or two singles off of it that I really liked. Um, but like this uh Raw Data feels like wall to wall bangers. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm listening to them right now and I I like this actually. This is cool.
1: Yeah. they they make really good music. Yeah. Like so some of their stuff verges on being like a little bit too like sonically weird for me. Um but I, I, I do like probably about like eighty-five percent of what they what they do. Okay.
0: I'm gonna listen I uh this week I made an unfortunate uh plunge. Uh oh. I bought a vinyl record player. Uh-huh. And uh, so now I'm just like, oh, this artist does make a vinyl for this. Maybe I should uh, buy a record. I've never heard of this album before, but it does come in a spinny <laughs> form. So maybe I should do that. So, And I do see that they do have an exclusive yellow one on their website. So who could say? Who could say? <laughs> but I'm liking this. This is cool. It's like a nice, uh, like energetic and kind of peppy in a way that I wasn't expecting from your description. I like this.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, it's good. Um, I will say also listen to Get to Heaven. It's a lot darker than what you probably would expect coming off of Raw Data Feel, um, but it's it's also a really good album.
0: Hell yeah, I'll check them out.
1: It's really good, like pump up music, like if you're driving to work or if you like are need something to listen to while like just doing house chores.
0: Cool. I do need albums for that because I the music that I listen to is very like. I don't know, it's either like kind of sad and chill or it's a mashup and it's like sometimes I just don't need that kind of energy in my life. It's like time, it can't really be like time to put on some ambient music so I can focus mm-hmm. on getting shit done. You know?
1: Yeah, I I uh, I usually listen to podcasts when I'm doing stuff um, like around the house, but when I cook, I like to listen to like really loud like upbeat music, so I either mm-hmm. listen to that or I listen to uh, King Giz or I listen to Waterparks. Parks. <laughs>
0: What's uh what's your recommendation for a first King Giz and the Liz Wiz album?
1: Not a God Infinity. Okay. Not to like chill the thing that I wrote a whole game about. But it's a really <laughs> good album. <laughs> okay. It, 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 like genuinely it's a really good album. <laughs> it's also designed to be listened to like in a in a complete unbroken loop, so you can just pop it on loop on like on your music player of choice.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. like Someone, all of someone it... should
0: make a game about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be fucked up. <laughs> like, all of, the, all of the songs are composed so that they flow seamlessly into each other so you can just, like, listen to the whole thing as, like, one unbroken, like, 40-minute song.
0: That's really cool.
1: It's
2: awesome!
0: <laughs> uh, hypothetically, uh, because I don't know your Marn... Uh, I don't know your itch uh, username off the top of my head, and when I type <laughs> Marn Ichio, it says Top Games by Mark. Uh, what would the name of that game be, by any chance?
1: Uh, it's time to drop, and my itchio is marns.itch.io. You gotta add the S. Ah,
0: that'll do it, okay. Well, I typed <laughs> Marn S itchio" into search, and it didn't work. <laughs> I just thought it might, since I knew that it was close. Um, <laughs> uh, my recommendation this week, I have... Um, I've also got an album that I want to recommend. Uh, this is a kind of a weird one because I think that some people are going to say, "Didn't you recommend this already?" Uh, but the Garages, the Blaseball band, um, have a really good art, a really good album called Discipline. Oh yeah, that is just a kind of a four-part retelling of the Discipline era of Blaseball. Which is kind of the first major story arc for people not in the know. Um, the reason that I'm finally getting around to listening, listening to it now is that I've had it sitting on my shelf for a long time because I ordered the album when it came out on vinyl because I thought it'd be a cool mm-hmm. thing to own. And I told myself I'd never listen to it until I like listened to that album because I wanted to hear it there because that's how it was designed. A- the album version of it rips uh it's really well done they do some really cool stuff using the format of the record uh mm. like they have uh you know their first track like ends at the peanut fraud as people might know and they represent that by doing the thing that i love at the end of an album where um instead of letting this album end, they have it cut to a repeating loop that never ends until you end the track yourself. Oh, that's so fun. Um, of like static happening as the quote unquote, as the site goes down and the like, as shit happens in response to the, the peanut stuff, uh, little Easter eggs like that, that are really cool album design that I really like. Yeah. Um, I know the vinyl's, it's sold out in pre-order. I don't know that they're ever going to do like a restock or if they sell them used anywhere. Uh, but the album itself is really good too. So I would recommend checking that out. It's on uh, the garage's band camp. It's called discipline. You're not going to get that same experience exactly, but like it's really well done.
1: I, I'm well, yeah. three
0: days in and I'm already a vinyl snob
1: i was i was literally gonna ask if you you would just listen to it now because you got the final
0: (laughs) that's yeah that's i mean honestly yeah that's why i'm listening to it for the first time i i i bought like the entire garages collection on bandcamp when they were selling it as like a big bundle one day and then i was like oh actually you know what i i don't want to listen to this one yet because i know that i pre-ordered it and it'll come someday and then it did and i was like well i want to listen to it there first so but i wish i hadn't because the album rules so it's cool.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, Blake uh, also just got a record player.
0: We should pass tips back and forth to each other.
1: <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize...
0: I guess I knew academically, uh, but I didn't realize that when you play an album, if you put your head really close to the spinning record, you can hear it there. Yeah. Like... <laughs> very clearly. And I guess I knew academically that that's what happened. And that it took that sound and amplified it. And then you played it out loud. I just never realized that like in practice. So it's very surreal to hear a very tiny whisper of a song coming from, you don't get that with a CD, you know? Um, I'm becoming that guy. So thank you, Jory, for turning me into a vinyl guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should we should end this episode before i keep droning on what do you say
1: yeah blake as far as i know has just got a bunch of like instrumental records that are mostly like jazz and anime soundtracks i was at their place last night and they uh they just got the uh the fully cooly soundtrack on vinyl and they were playing it while i was there <laughs> ooh
0: tell me tell them to let me know where they get this stuff because i uh I'm three days into owning vinyl, and I think I've already been ripped off by a website. So, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Why do you say we wrap this one up, Martin? Let's do it. All right. Uh, if you want to find us, uh, you can do so on Twitter. We are together at Argonauts Pod. Uh, otherwise, you can find us individually. I am at cohost Sherm's.
1: I am at Corpse Survivors.
0: And if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to our Patreon. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N. If you want to make our mistakes. Otherwise, you can go to Patreon.com, search for The Argonauts Podcast. Uh, Beyond that, if you want to get a hold of us, we can be found an email. If you want to do longer than 140, no, 280 characters now. Is that what Twitter does? Yep. Uh, Longer than 280 characters. You can do that by email. That is ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com. That's Args, baby.